Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I am your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at JustinRV75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMMShow75. And uh, it's a special day. It's a very special day. We are being rejoined by the irreverent host of the Read More Horror Comics podcast and our occasional guest host who used to be our main star of the show but that's not to be worried about guys we me and byron can handle it without casey when he's not here but anyway look it's the professor the lucha gringo the host of read more horror comics casey fucking nielsen what's going on bro hey uh what's up motherfuckers uh casey at lucha gringo at rmhc podcast thanks for thanks for fucking following me to the new podcast mmm show listeners you fucking dickholes we get like six listeners per episode fucking start listening well maybe they don't know about it yet i've plugged it a couple times but pl- plug the fucking show what do you guys do over there that people should be coming and watch oh dude we we read horror oh, no, casey has a podcast we talk about who? this one uh yes byron where have you been have you been under a rock I look at all of Casey's social media every day, and I had no idea he did another podcast. Well, thanks, thanks for thanks for stalking me online. But uh, yeah, uh, it is weird that you stalk me online so much. But it's uh, it's kind of cool. We talk about creepy. We talk about new shit we read. Uh, we're about to do our tenth episode tomorrow. We're gonna record it, and then for a special surprise, I'm gonna tell you guys a surprise before I even say it on the podcast. We're going to watch a movie and do an episode on it after that. And uh, it's going to be Curse of the Blind Dead, which is a movie you guys should all see. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, You should definitely watch it instead of The Bates Haunting. Wow. Wow. I thought The Bates Haunting was very, very, very tragically made. No, dude. You know what? I saw The Bates Haunting with a record-breaking crowd. Five? No, (laughs) We see because it was before the Scream Fest screening, so all of them were in there like during the good part of Byron's movie. And, yeah, uh, they yeah, for the end. Wait, yeah, like, Byron so, dies in his movie. There's a good part. You don't die in it, dude. Part. It's not the part where he takes off the mask. Behind the scenes, I did. Look, Byron. Speaking of you and filmmaking, when is your short coming out? I mean, Casey and I worked really, really hard on that thing, and we feel very disrespected that you haven't released it to the masses yet. Can we expect yeah, this thing no. soon? Uh, I I don't I don't know, man. It's pretty much done. That's cool. Um, keep my full frontal scene in it. it it's pretty. I, I don't remember you guys. I'm sure you guys are there. I don't remember you were there. Dude, you but, made me show my dick on camera. Of course. Uh, no, it's it's pretty much done. It's just I have to um, basically get the color grade exports from the guy who did the color grade. And then I have to put all the video and audio together. So you have the surround sound. Look, and it better be in there because you like Franco us and Lauer us at the same time. Like yeah. you tricked us into doing nudity and yeah, you walked on, us I into the room. Frank- You're being awfully generous about your age. If you think I Franco'd you. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe not in that regards. <laughs> but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's reverse like, Jerry Lawler us. God damn it. It's oh, like God. moments away from being done and then uh, hopefully festivals and, you know, hopefully on Vimeo staff pick and all that stuff. All right. Get it out of the way, Byron, because no one really cares. what What's your tag and all that stuff? Where can people At find Byron it? Fever. Also follow MMM show on Instagram because that's the one that I run. If you follow it on Facebook or Twitter, you have to deal with some. You could run the Twitter nerd. one, too, if I could trust you not to flame people that are going to be our guests the following week. 
<laughs> Dude, don't give the fucking Twitter account to the guy that gets blocked off of the roster. Fucking true. true. Okay, look, here's the deal. Hold if on. you get unblocked by Chavo, you can have the MMM show Twitter. And I didn't tweet him. him. I, I think I only tweet at him. I respect you and I respect your family and I have nothing but admiration for you. And I think that upset him and he blocked me. No, dude, you brought up Pepe. You never bring up Pepe. Oh, Pepe you did not bring up Pepe. For all of us, I would Speaking never of Pepe. Speaking of Pepe, hey, what's up? It's El Pepe Meatloaf. Meat look. I can't Afternoon. speak. With, I got English muffin in my mouth in celebration of your presence. It's English. It's a muffin. Oh, it's well, got nooks and crannies inside. Crumpets. You want crumpets? <laughs> Those are hard gonna to do crumpets. Like it's really hard to get crumpets in the United States. You have to go to like a tea house to get them. You can't just get them in like a, a supermarket. Oh, I thought he said crumpets. We're not making crumpets, Meef. Meef, keep it PG. <laughs> you know how I learned the word strumpet? It was William Regal. It was because he looked at you and called you one. Yeah, he's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, you look like a, a right sexy talk there. Uh, that didn't sound like him. You didn't even say strumpet in that sentence. I know, because there was more sentences. I had to clean it up a little. Um, Casey, in your absence, I did have a question in a DM from one listener that asked, what is your best impression? Um, I, It's either Stone Cold or Skeletor, which they've, they've probably... I don't. Has Skeletor <laughs> ever made an appearance on an MMM show? Uh, I don't know. Has Skeletor ever made an appearance on the MM show? MMM show? I wonder what that would sound like. I don't know. I mean, Byron's face is pretty close, but that's no, I, I have, I have, skin, I have way more like skin tone than Casey. Let's just talk. Okay, you know what? I just did it, and Byron. I have way more skin tone than Casey. It's that done. the listeners needed to know that. Byron talked all over it, of course. He has more skin tone, but less dick meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everyone who's listening to this show <clears throat> of their own free will at the beginning of the show is probably here we apologize. To, to talk about uh, Lucha Underground. We had a pretty big response to uh, just a question I put up this week about who people were most looking forward to. But I have a couple of questions for you guys. I wish Jim was here, too. Uh, Jim Jim had some unfortunate business to deal with his personal life, but uh, I'm sure he'd have some awesome opinions on some of these things, too. Um Look, we're we're literally a week away from uh, this Lucha Underground thing taping again, and I guess my my overall question for the day is, and you guys are probably very qualified to answer this: Is Lucha Underground still cool? Um, I hate to use the word "cool" because it's kind of stupid, but at the same time, I think that's for me one of the the real questions. Some people seem really excited. Some people seem over it. Some people are kind of on the fence. Some people like the fact that it's going to be in this new ice temple. Some people are really like, oh, well, that just totally changes the whole thing and puts it in the shitter. Um, I'm I'm very curious and interested and excited because I like the I like the TV side of it. So I'm really anxious to see like what they've done to solve a bunch of the issues and problems that they have. But the real question, I'm going to put this to you guys, and we can talk a little bit about tickets and who fucked up in the offseason and who really excelled in putting hey, himself over in the offseason. But I got an answer. To yeah, what's your answer? Dorian still works for them, so they didn't fix any of the problems. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. I think it's important. This is very important right now. 
Um, everyone in the podcast who has tickets to all three t- uh, tapings, I think, should raise their hand. All, all of the people in the podcast who didn't even bother sending in for tickets. Well, now, yes, but 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 Casey, if your schedule was as wide open as it used to be, I mean, we know hopefully viewers of this show understand that we would all be hanging out with Casey a lot more if his life hadn't gotten like real, real, real. Yeah, and it's going to be like another. I mean, I'm in the middle of my second of four semesters right now. Good uh, Lord. I get the mm. summer off, though. Like, I'm Which not gonna- one do you have a kid? How many more? Um, I don't know. I, I give birth get to birth, like uh, Mork and Mindy. So Jonathan Winters is going to come out of an egg. <laughs> nanu, nanu. Fucking, fucking oh. timely reference for you motherfuckers. But no, um, going nuts over that right now. I'm in a teaching credential program right now, and it's a really horrible, upsetting time for that right now. But I'm in the middle of it. And uh, let's see. So, yeah, I'm in the second semester. I actually have to start teaching my next two semesters. So my schedule is going to be even worse. Um, But um, so far, I'm surviving. I'm taking the hardest class that I can possibly take right now, uh, which is the methods of teaching English. That's what I'm going for. And um, also the hardest thing. I mean, you guys hear me on this podcast. I can't say fuck or shit or anything around these fucking kids. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I've always wondered how you're going to be able to do that. So, but that means for you fine folks out there that if you have well wishes or curses and damnations or just any thoughts to send to Casey, you can send them care of Byron and Justin at the Ice Temple. Or be there and he won't be. So don't ask me when you see me. Where's Casey? Where's Uh, dude? I know I'm going to hear it a million times. Like, where's Casey is all I'm going to fucking hear for at least the first day. Just say with your mom, bitch. That's all you got to say. Well, which is That's probably going to be true. So, no, uh, I won't verify that. Email me at rmhcpodcast at gmail. No, wait, shit. That's not it. Uh, at, yeah, you know what? Fuck <laughs> it. Email me at that address. I'm not going to read it anyway. Uh, well, so I do want to talk about, even though Meef and Casey are not attending, I want to talk about this ticket thing because it was the big news of the week in Lucha Underground. Um, they announced on Tuesday. Um, anybody who was part of L Ray nation got an email. Mine was buried deep in a junk mail folder. Thanks to the new setup with Apple. Um, Apple just decided that, and I used to read my L Ray newsletters all the time. I would take their surveys, everything I was supposed to do as a good little believer. Yeah. I did. And then yet somehow when the most important email of the fucking year from L Ray comes out, it's in my goddamn junk mail folder. Thank God for Marco and Byron and a few other people who told me like, Hey, There's this email out there. And what it says, if you read the fine print, is turn on your social media and log into uh, your El Rey account. And that will be the first place that you can find the link to get tickets. Yep. However, and it says at 2 p.m. these tickets are going to be released. There had been the Uproc story the day before, so everybody knew it was kind of coming, which I, I question whether or not that was a mistake or not if you want true believers to be there. Because hey, most, most of us don't read up rocks. Justin yeah. was <laughs> one of the sites that stole our Eric Van Wagner interview without it. it no, up, no, up they, rocks they, was they, one of the sites that actually gave us credit, and we love oh, them. Oh, okay, for. they're cool. Yeah, they posted it and everything. Too. I actually, I know one. I know someone. One of the writers is friends of friends of mine. 
Yeah, and he's okay. I won't, I won't there, so. call him up, Cox anymore. I'm. I, I'll stop. No, they're all they're all good over there. But at the same time, yeah. I feel like if you want to reach the actual believers and the people who have been there before and whatnot first, I don't know that the uprock story is the way to do it. El Rey Nation might be, and for believers that aren't part of the El Rey Nation, now you know. Like, look, the network mm-hmm. is paying for this damn thing, and that's how they want to disseminate information. However. At 158, I don't know about for you, but for me, the L Ray site crashed. And yeah. while I was endlessly trying to reload the L Ray site from my user login name that I've had for three and a half years now, which I doubt many L Ray Nation members have had, um, the whole time I'm trying to reload, I get a notification that pops up on my screen with all the information from the fucking Twitter feed. So I logged into it from there and this is we're talking maybe 204 203 204 by the time i'm logged in on the site looking at the tickets and i already could not get day one now i could have gotten day two and three but right then i I got a text from byron saying that he already got us all three days but um it's ridiculous ridiculous here i am a loyal you know viewer of the show l ray nation member i'm doing everything i'm told to do and literally within three freaking minutes because of a crashed website on their end. I couldn't get tickets to the first day. You know who wouldn't have fucked this up, Justin? Dorian rolled on. Yoni wouldn't have fucked this up, but you know, it wasn't his job in the first place probably, but you know, I just want to shout out to Yoni. We miss you. God, shout out to Yoni. Uh, look, I just, uh, since you said, talked about loyalty, uh, I just want to say that I've, either unfollowed or muted anyone I felt was coming off as too entitled about these tickets and talking about uh, not getting tickets and being crybabies. Uh, also, if you're starting a GoFundMe to get to the temple, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Yeah, that's Actually, up. you know that's what? If you are doing a GoFundMe to go to the temple, then you should have your tickets revoked, you should be banned, and you should have no friends. Like, come on. Me. But if you're a big enough mark to fucking uh, give money to a GoFundMe for someone to go to the temple. Uh, we have some MMM show merchandise available uh, that we would like to sell you. I don't know. Yeah. If it was me, I would, I would, I would give money to a, a GoFundMe to come to the temple. Hey, man, I already did. That's what I mean. Like, in essence, what? There was, there was Casey, like Casey, let me talk. Casey, let me talk. Byron, you're cutting him off by telling him to let me talk. See, see, I know that's got, the point. People from all around the world, um, like by Lucha was in Japan before. So like those guys and like, so for my instance, me who have like been following since day one or whatever you want to go on with on, you know, in terms of being on TV, fair enough to a degree, but I would never fucking ask for someone to do it. Cause it's just fucking mm. stupid. Nah. Yeah. And like, hence why you're having... staying home this season. I, I just, yeah. I know in me particular case, I would, I would definitely, help me out to fly over here from uh, across the pond because that's I think just because you want to watch him give a blowjob to Cuerno. But also <laughs> I know how much he hates going on airplanes and it's just, if I can contribute to eight hours of torture of me, then it would make me happy and it's worth the investment. Let's get me on a cruise. I would say me- <laughs> oh, dude! You know what? I would give. I would give the best. Uh, I would give me as much oh, as wow. I to the last real heels. You guys remember? 
I gave 37 cents to J man. Yeah. That I never saw back. Not, not any of it. Not he of still it. owes me new Japan money. Dude. You know what? He actually bought me the shirt with your new Japan money. Oh, isn't he, is he coming out for the next uh, new Japan thing? Yeah. We're going to go see the March 25th show. We're going to go see, uh, Kenny Omega versus uh no 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 Jericho versus Naito and, Dude, and Rey Mysterio versus Liger. Ray and Liger that makes and me Ray sad. And Liger. It's it's basically going to be really awesome. And I got those tickets and I got us the tickets because um uh just I was very lucky to be home from work and you have to pay attention and not have any faith in how you know <laughs> how anything's going to work. Yeah. I mean, we all sat in front of a computer and our phones all day long. Cause they said the tickets would be out tomorrow. So tomorrow we go, all right, well, they'll probably all start all day long, all and day then, long. Now, now if they really wanted to do L Ray nation f- fans a favor, they should have told L Ray nation fans at 8 AM to that, to come back at 2 PM instead of like every hour on the hour, we're sitting there like, ah, uh, and, and people, it's like, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you guys know people at Lucha Underground and blah, blah, blah. We still try to go through the front door every time. Yeah. One time have I been in VIP, by the way, and those tickets did not come from EBW or MGM or anyone like that. They came from freaking Vinny Massaro. Vinny, shout <laughs> out to Vinny. rode me out when I didn't have a ticket um, for Ultima Lucha. He, you know, it's like, we're not trying to be, you know, we're trying yeah. to do things the regular way, like with everybody else. We wait in the fucking lines. We're not, you know, trying to be all uh, special. And I will say we had an opportunity to get special treatment this weekend. Yeah. And yeah. Can you talk about it. that yet? No. We, not, we can't talk about that yet? Oh. I, don't, I don't think. I, I'd rather. I'd prefer not to talk about it until the You don't want to jinx it. Happens. It's not because of a spoiler thing. You just don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. Well, I will I say I will say this: that hopefully Byron has an interesting surprise lined up for the Ice Temple. Oh right. shit, Glacier! <laughs> Holy shit, bro! I fucking love Glacier. With I the- saw a Glacier at the big event signing out in Queens. Did you get his autograph? He wasn't even in the section where you have to pay your money to go into. He was uh, set up on a, in a booth right by the front door. Like outside almost. Holy shit. Did you get me one for my birthday? Like he would get a breeze every time you open the door. This isn't answering my question. What? Did you get me a fucking Glacier autograph? God damn it. No. <laughs> he was going to pay me like 10 bucks to do one and I didn't have the change for him. So I didn't do it. Sadness. Damn. Damn. Anyways. So- yeah. So hopefully it's too cold at the temple. At some point. Oh shit. Too cold. Have a lot of fun. Son. Oh shit. How yeah, too cold. Uh, too cold. Scorpio does um, training don't. seminars down here yeah. in Miami, so I was able to go see him. Too cold, Scorpio. Do, 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 do. Too cold, Scorpio. <laughs> Normally, oh, the show takes a lot longer to degenerate, but I just kind of, I kind of appreciate it having Casey back, just oh, letting it all. Oh, too cold. On a related note, I was looking up Marcus Alexander Bagwell um, the other day and was looking up pictures of him and Too Cold Scorpio. Wait, he's coming to the game. temple, right? I heard that that rumor started by Mar- you and J Man. <laughs> Marcus, the, Ameri- <laughs> the American males going to take on Underground Worldwide or whatever. American males. I just, I remember as a kid, I 
Saturday night was my jam, and I was watch. I'd always watch Marcus Alexander Bagwell and, and, and Too Cold Scorpio, and I just would re- I would remember watching and going, "That white boy can't dance." Those motherfuckers hate each other, like, dude. Like watch cool, like Scorpio. Scorpio would, uh, you know, he'd be doing a jam or something after they they won a match, and Bagwell would just kind of like stand there and flex. No, and then Scorpio does shoot interviews saying. Yeah, and then he brought his bitch on the road with him, and they're always arguing because he can't give him give her the good dick like he should. And I'm like, oh fuck, he's a gigolo, man. That's cutting into his business right there. Yeah, CowboysAngels.com. That's how you, that's how you get him for six hundred dollars an hour, Byron. Is that a sponsor of the show? <laughs> yes. We're gonna start a uh, GoFundMe for Byron to have Noah with uh, Buff Bagwell. He's like, give me the blockbuster. Shut up, Meef. <laughs> Why are you shutting down Meef? Meef is like the nicest guy on this show. He just said we should start a GoFundMe to get me an hour with Buff Bagwell. And you're yeah. calling him nice? Yes, go fund yourself. That's a nice- dude, it's kind of bullshit. Because <laughs> I know I know this dude that tried to... Um, these dudes organized uh, paying Buff Bagwell's booking fee for wrestling to just wrestle one of their friends that wasn't a wrestler at some indie show. And then when he found out it was just some guy, he wouldn't do it, even though they were willing to fully pay all the money. Why? I think that would be more in line with his work rate. <laughs> exactly. It would have been a per- match made in heaven, buff, and somebody who can't wrestle. Yeah, dude. Great booking. Honestly, though, like, how, how funny would that be to just fucking pay for, your, for like, Byron to wrestle buff Bagwell? But- and in this corner, a guy who's never wrestled. And, and in the other, other corner, corner, some new guy. Because Byron. <laughs> All right. So wait. So let me get back. Will on a pole. Oh God. Oh. Can, you book, can you book her? Can you book her on a pole? Keep it PG. Come on, kids, watch this. Okay. Do they? Um, All right. So let me go back to the tickets thing. So tickets were acquired by Byron. I'll give Byron the props because if it had been up to me, we would have missed day one. So he got us some tickets. He even got us bleachers the first day, right? First and third day. The second day, I don't know where we're sitting. Okay. Little, yeah, no, look, a lot of people were probably all over that. So then um, then we need to figure out a few things, Byron. Like, um, So now the, the, the new policy is basically you go through Eventbrite and you get these actual seat numbers. Yeah. So we have labeled bleacher seat numbers. We're in the oh first row. The first day. Listen, but while you're talking, Casey, and it popped up on the on the YouTube, so it became the dominant channel. He put uh, a little Steve Urkel doll while you're talking, as if like that was your voice. No, it's uh, it's his penis. Look, look how he's laying, and then <laughs> see what he's doing. That's, That's he's amazing. mocking you, and I want to stand up for you. Actually, I just I are you trying to say all black people look alike, Byron? I'm it's Black History black Month. Black. I don't know if you right. can say that during Black History Month. Yeah, where's your celebrate Black History Month bitmoji, Byron, you piece of shit? What he likes f- hockey, Casey. He likes hockey. There's I no appreciation hockey, for black anything in his body anywhere. I'm in Florida right now. If I, if I don't say anything mean about black people, I'm already above average here. Ooh, yeah, in the macho man. My macho man's Okay, up. so... So basically, the guy who was able to get Casey and I front row seats for all three nights of PWG a few years ago was yeah. able to get tickets to all three nights. Lucha Underground were in the first row bleachers the first night. But 
they give out the seat numbers. Justin, that's a right. good point. Well, no, so we're we're like the first row, the first two seats in the bleachers, which probably means we're off on the side. Like we're not right in the middle of the bleachers. So as yeah. cool as Byron thinks he is, Byron maybe can suck it because we might be in a horrible place, but we'll find out. Um, but so there's some weird stuff going on now. People were saying, and I haven't seen this myself though, that because they're actual physical tickets, they are now being scalped. Is this true? That people are scalping tickets to Lucha Underground? It's going to be really funny when people start scalping the tickets and paying (laughs) for them, and then they say that you need your ID to get in because it's going to be fucking hilarious. I wonder if that's going to happen because the ticket does have your name on it. Yeah. But what if you just put null null in those fields for the ticket thing? Could you have done that? I, no, I don't think you still have to sign a re- it's in doing the ticket you sign a release and you verify how old you are and you do the bodily fluids release and all of that. So Oh, I, they better still do that when we're there. I hope gotta so. hear about bodily fluids when we're there from the lawyer. Except I think she stopped doing it. Didn't they start having the the new AD or somebody else do it instead of her or somebody from marketing or something? Maybe. I think Josie does it. Someone um, does it and we can't it. Whoever, whatever happens, we can't bottom through it before every show to christen it. Yeah. Um, and leave. Well, if somebody calls house. Us, um, so <clears throat> the new ticket policy, I'm really torn whether or not this is an improvement or not. So what it means is uh, hopefully there won't be a whole lot of waiting around early. Um, I have a feeling a lot of people are still going to try to show up reasonably early just to see old friends and tailgate a little bit. Uh, though I have a feeling there's going to be a lot, a lot of new faces. I saw a lot of the regulars who um, were missing days or begging for tickets. You know, the Rosas were looking for tickets and a few You're other hitting people. everyone up on social media. Yeah. A few other people only got one or two of the days. Germany. Well, yeah, he'll be a new face then because he wasn't there before. Right. Yeah. yeah, dude, you know what would be cool is if they just uh, banned everyone for life that complained for even one second. Oh, well, it, it's just that there there used to be an email out where the regulars, a small group of regulars would get an advance notice to get tickets, which helped out because that was able to maintain a section of the crowd that would that knew how to be rowdy and knew what was going on and that would keep the enthusiasm up. Well, but at this point, I got to ask, too, why don't you just charge for them? I mean, don't don't you think that you're going to get the people who really want to be there, even if it's only twenty, forty dollars or something, you know, then you don't have, you know, randos taking up four tickets each um, with people that normally wouldn't have paid to go in. Whereas, you know, like the dad is bringing the whole family. But if it's forty dollars a ticket, dad's just going to get himself one. And then you have just the one real believer there. And the fucking wife and kids stay at home. I don't know. Yeah, Am I crazy? I think that makes sense from the perspective of it being a wrestling show. But from the TV show side of it, I don't know if there's that, you know, those executives making the, those decisions who, oh, there's, you know, there's who enough care about that. Get to buy tickets and fill it. What's that, Meef? I said there's enough people wanting to get in to sell, you'll sell the tickets out so you don't have to fill the crowd. It, you know, if that's what you're worried about, like actually filling the TV audience, like you could charge people, they'll turn up, and that might actually help pay for things like, you know, add to the. Well, budget, I but- think that that is actually, I think, part of the problem because 
if the tickets are being done through MGM, MGM doesn't care about making money at the door because they're not mm -hmm. going to get that money. That money is going to go to Lucha Libre FMV, but they're also not the ones setting up the tickets. So then I, I think that part of the issue is if you start charging for tickets, then basically Dorian gets control over how the tickets are done. And I don't think that EV Dub and those guys want to give up that power. So that probably is yeah. part of the issue with tickets. Um, and, and as soon as they charge, I think it's basically it, it goes to, to the FMV because keep in mind, MGM is already paid for whatever their services are that they're providing that day. They're paid up front. They're paid in milestones. They're paid like a TV show. They're MGM, it's not like Viacom that owns Impact or whatever, you know, it's not like one of those scenarios where they have some, some stake in the whole thing. It's, it's, they're hired to produce the show. So you get these weird scenarios like this, where it's just so unlike other wrestling programs where the person producing the show would benefit from the house show sales or from the, the day of sales or the t-shirts. MGM doesn't get any money from that shit. So why should they care? No, and uh, I, I don't want to lie in certain people's pockets. I just hope that all these newbie fans know enough to fucking mark out for Ray Scorpion when he shows up. It's my guess of who's going to be. That people are getting worried about, isn't it? I think Ray Scorpion's going to be there eventually, but, you know, that's just me. So? I think so. Well, okay, and I want to talk about that too, but first I want to talk about the new Ice Temple. You guys have seen the pictures that were on Up yeah. Rocks and, and some of the stuff that's been disseminated. I've talked to a couple of the people that have uh, been down there during construction, and, and it sounds like they're still, or as of a few days ago, they were still working away on, on finishing up the construction. Good. Am I crazy, or does it look like it seats less people now? It looks like it seats less people, and it looks way fucking less cool, unless they're going to be doing a lot of new set dressing with this construction. Hold on. on. It looks way more cool. What? It's okay. a fucking ice temple, dude. You know what? It's like a fucking hockey arena, that's why. Look at the blue lights. The one thing I was going to say... Is it getting cold in here? Right. Uh, so first of all, Glacier Glacier's limo guy confirmed Dario's dad is going to be played by Ray Scorpion, even though he's I heard, probably younger. And uh, I, heard, I heard this rumor. I heard this rumor that Arnold rents the Mister Freeze outfit. I don't know. Casey may have been the one who told me this for a dollar a year, and I don't know if that plays into any of the um, Cigar Man slash Ice Temple slash Ice to Meet You. Rumors. I think all, I think everyone just needs to chill about that. <laughs> Byron, it's ice to see you. Ice to see you. <laughs> Whatever. Ice to meet you. That's like an incubus song. Oh God. <laughs> you just made three of us throw up in our mouths. <laughs> what, what I was gonna say um, about the new temple layout was I raised the seating issue, saying that there possibly means less people. And from someone who's been down there, they told me, no, it actually fits more people. Okay, so, so Jim in the chat room is saying that yeah. we should should look at the seating chart, but I can't get back to the seating chart in the Eventbrite thing. Yeah. I tried That's to go point. back on the page, but unless you're actually selecting... To do tickets, yeah, it doesn't seem to show it to you anymore. 
What can I say about this new temple design that hasn't already been said about Afghanistan? It's well, Brian, well, Brian said Cervantes, um, who, who runs, um, Cervantes, man, you love hockey. Cervantes. I know I'm, I know I'm like the whitest cracker. Play some fucking soul caliber Byron. Jesus Christ. Kevin, Kevin Gill has better pronunciation. Whatever. I, I know I'm the whitest honky here in a room with a British yes, person. I know. Which is saying something. Because <laughs> you're right. I'm a big old bucket of mayonnaise. I get it. But I'm trying to I'm trying to get props to Brian because he was wait, talking wait, about. Say that again. How do you say mayonnaise, Byron? You say mayonnaise. So Brian, he also says salmon, so don't worry about it, Casey. There's an L in it. Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you use it? And when he when he types it, it's salmon. Uh, so uh Mr. Brian is married to, to um Thunder Rosa, who has hey, to be hey, hey, babe. Oh, babe. Yeah. oh what the what? hell? It's far, no far, right, and Cobra Moon is single, so she gets more fans that spend money on pervy no. stuff from her. So she makes money, Byron. You're fucking I said Thunder Rosa, not Cobra Moon. Thunder Rosa is Heck. also not married. What? She's got to sell merch at indie shows, you douchebag. You never say a hot female performer is married because that cuts into her paycheck. Oops. And Brian is very secure. He knows that she's going to come home to him. He doesn't need you to tell the world that. I'm trying to to say how much credibility that he had when he was saying that uh, when he's talking about the numbers. I mean, this is like saying Melissa's baby is not Phoenix's. You're just a douchebag. First of all. I t- I'm not I going t- down t- that road at all. Please let them bring it to hey, the little Phoenix. Uh, guys, you I think the baby knows how to announce that. matches, or is it genetically engineered to get people's names and hometowns wrong? Oh God, I really, really, I really, really, really thought we would be talking about Sid by now. This is anyway, Brian We're said that he thinks there's less seats, yeah. and I think he would know. I think he or someone he knows would have been there. I don't know that she's been there because she's been working. Isn't she down in Arrow Lucha this weekend with a? Oh yeah, she's all over the head place. Cold and still performing and working her butt off. All right, so that's the other thing I want to get to, and this will probably lead into what uh, Byron was talking about. Anyway, the Ice Temple, I, I think it actually looks good. I think it may end up even looking better on TV, but um, I didn't quite understand the seating from what I saw there. And keep in mind, those pictures were not finished uh, Ice Temple. So we'll see what the storyline is going to be. That'll be very interesting. Um, I'm sure they'll tie it into Dario being shot. I wonder if there'll be a new proprietor of this new temple or what our reasoning for being there will be. And I also wonder if in future seasons they'll stay at this location or if they'll try to move back to the original temple at some point. <laughs> future seasons. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go for... Go <laughs> well, look, I, I, I believe, I believe, and you can quote me on this, that... Uh, the pickup for seasons five and six moving forward will be a much simpler affair. There's already options in place. And as long as uh, ratings stay in a realm that they like, um, I believe that they will continue at the same budget that they received for this season or more. Um, I don't believe that El Rey will try to negotiate down the price again for those two seasons. So basically, I believe the agreement's in place. That uh, if everyone is happy numbers wise, 
that for this price, it's pretty much a sign one piece of paper and seasons five will get greenlit and season six mm -hmm. subsequently. Um, the deals that are still looming out there are whether or not Netflix is going to pick up season three of Lucha Underground. And honestly, Justin, it's not just Netflix that hasn't picked up season three. It's Samurai TV also, because um, on one of the message boards I post on, some of the Japanese fans are wondering where the fuck is season three. Yeah, I think there's actually uh, I think there's a, an older first run syndication deal that El Rey does. So. I think that that also just hasn't passed yet, that El Rey still has the air rights to season three right now, even though they haven't really been showing it very much. Right. Um, so I don't know if there's, maybe they'll drop in another big marathon before the next season or something. Yeah. But um, keep in mind how long it was after season two before we saw the Netflix thing happen the first time. I mean, it's, and that deal was actually already being discussed during uh, that airing so i think you know you're looking at a decent lag time before it hits uh netflix but hopefully i'm hoping that it drops on netflix right before season four starts airing i think that would give it the most bang for the buck because even guys like me who saw every episode twice at that point would love to go back and probably rewatch some stuff just to refresh before you go into the televised version of season four yeah, I'm being able to say, hey, motherfucker, watch the War War is Hell episode and fucking check this match out. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen would be pretty useful for getting new fans involved. And look, it is Black History Month and uh, our trio's champions are all black. And that is ancient history at this point, because I remember being there live for that. Like, I don't know what, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How year. fucking long? That was like two years ago, almost in spring, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or at least when that season started, I mean, we're a year we're, and a half. Well, or something. It took them a year from the actual temple date. They were still playing episodes because of that weird hiatus. So, cause I remember us doing an episode where we're like, it's been a year since we've fucking been into taping. Right. Yeah. And I think it's been a year since we did that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I want to congratulate you guys on getting two episodes out during that one year period. Yeah. Uh, at RMHC podcast episode 10 records this weekend, baby. Woo. You're catching up to us fast, but Not I also, I time. also, I also promised that I wouldn't do episodes of this show where we were just sitting here talking about nothing when we didn't have anything to say. Like we actually have stuff to say. There's news going on this week. There's things happening. Oh, I'm sure we'll have some things to say after Byron and I have been to a couple tapings and news going on right now, dude. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know, because none of the fucking people that listen to this show listen to my recommendations of what wrestling they should be watching. But DDT is bringing in the great Muda for shows. Really? So the greatest promotion is getting one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And this, uh, this doesn't sit well with DDT producer Dan Shokudino. He went a little crazy. He went a little uh -huh. crazy. And now um, he, he's embraced his dark side and he's come out with pink face paint on. And he's now the great homo. And instead of stabbing people with weapons in the forehead, he stabs them in the ass. And he spits white mist at people like Byron. Is Dino really doing that? <clears throat> he's really doing that. Yeah. Uh, so amazing. Yeah, I, I tweeted it. So like, if you go, if you look at Lucha Gringo, look at the, look at my tweets. You can see the white mist in action, and uh, him stabbing. Uh, Dice case to Saki in the ass with a knife. So is Byron uh, trying to suck his own dick? <laughs> yeah, he got a Live on air. 
Why? Why would you say something mean to me? <laughs> oh, wow. I like Jimmy's scoop on the tickets. It, yeah. it says that duplicate names on reservations will void your tickets for Lucha Underground. <laughs> so, and, so basically, and, if I had logged in that. and gotten those other tickets at the same time you were, Byron, that we would have been fucked. Yeah. Oh, one thing I will say. Shut up. People need to keep mind. It's probably not going to happen now. But people need to keep on checking when they release when they did release these tickets because when people cancel them because they could no longer make it, they actually become available. Yes, actually, no, no, they don't. Me, if they go to the standing room, people, they get upgraded. Okay, the other day, it's happened. Someone, yeah, yeah, on the on the uh, Facebook group, like those aren't called standing room though; they're called standby. Oh shit. (laughs) So yes, I would I imagine those people will get the tickets, but I don't know that there's an upper level for them to standing room in. They might be Brian in a holding pen somewhere Brian in the said there's standing area. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a standing yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that's there's there's still it's a longer, it's a bigger catwalk. But what they had three seats. They had the um they had the fan the believer bleachers, they had the general admission bleachers, and then they had that the catwalk, I think. And the catwalk, I think, was standby. Oh shit! Shout out, shout out to Andre Nichols in the chat saying he saw the Dino picks. Good day, mate, and my Australian friend. And uh, shout out to Jim, who's in the chat, but afraid to show his face on the same episode as me because I, I am fucking fearsome, six foot four of solid steel and sex appeal. Boom. Well, I, I believe Jim something. is trying to get out to the airport, and he's running yeah. around for travel right now. I'd be leaving us all the excuses. I have, I have, I have a point to make. Though. I have a point to make that oh God, here we go. seems very happy right now, and it makes me happy that I might be able to crush it. Wh- what about the rumors that this could be a prequel season? Oh yeah, waiting three years for Pentagon Dark to be champion. Are we going to see that in the first episode now? No, it's not going to be, be amazing. Season that's not if it's a prequel. It's could just, you admit? Well, <laughs> see, here's the here's the issue with doing a prequel season, and the reason why, even though I suggested this, and t- when DJ why? was on the show, Did and you I, like- I see Rachel suggesting it now. I think the thing is the problem with it being a prequel is a lot of these characters were introduced on camera, and you'd have to lose them. You'd have to lose Cobra Moon, the Rabbit Tribe, yeah. Pentagon. Like th- th- they weren't there. You These know what? Yeah. That showed up. So if you did a prequel season, the only way you could really pull it off is it would have to be a temple that was somewhere else. And this is what all these people were doing before they showed up at the regular temple. Yeah. Justin, I, Justin temple. name one good prequel that was not Rogue One. There's only been one good prequel. Uh, and, uh, well, no, look, technically Rogue One is not a prequel. Oh, it's a midquel. Because it comes in between episodes. There is history of things that happened before Rogue One, and then there's yeah. history no, of things that happened after. Happen. So it's not technically a prequel. It's no, also those the other prequel. ones never happened, Justin. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> the prequel of Lucha oh. Underground. Oh, Star Wars. You guys talk about Star Trek too much. The prequel of Lucha Underground. Is it's not Star is. Trek we're talking about. We're talking about Galaxy Quest, Byron. No, dude, the, the, <laughs> I'm a big the prequel fan. The Lucha Underground is SmackDown like four seasons ago, the way The prequel to Lucha Underground is Dario going to a AAA show with a briefcase full of money. That's True. the backstory. <laughs> Sour <Sorry>. milk. <laughs> and getting bags of pee thrown at him for doing it. No, he didn't say so about his mom. No, um, one of the people in the audience yelled that his mom's vagina tastes like sour milk in Spanish. <laughs> and uh, 
this really happened. And uh, yeah, yeah. He, 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 they're like, hey, how'd it go? And he says, some guy <gasps> on vagina tastes like sour milk. Well, I killed his mom, so I don't care. It's, yeah, a murdered, his mom is dead. Matanza murdered her. It probably smells like worms and dirt or something. I don't know. How smelly is the standby room for standby ticket holders going to be? Depends who's in it. Do you need me to name names? Oh, no. Uh, Brandon has seats. <laughs> yes. He has actual seats. Yeah, in a nice fire. aerated ice temple room. What were you saying, Meef? Spit some fire, go on, spit some fire. <laughs> name who, the, who the fuck is Jagos asking why I'm like dodging You're people? people. I don't know who the fuck Jagos is. Because it's, you, you know who it is. It's secretly Krista Joseph. He wants to know oh, really? you've been ducking him. Maybe Every time Jagos. Chris comes on the show, you're not around, Casey. He, he, it's official that you're ducking Krista Joseph. Then why is he giving himself a username that sounds like a half-assed Thundercat or something? I, <laughs> he's a man of the people, and he speaks for the people, and they want to know why you're ducking people. Jim, by the way, has another uh, correction on the standby tickets. Says you may watch the monitors from an overflow room at event discretion. If seats of standing room become available the day of the event, we may accommodate you. Do you know, Jim, I want to congratulate you on your great producing skills for this podcast. Well, he actually read his yeah. tickets. We, ha I have tickets sitting right here, too. I just haven't read those motherfuckers because I'm lazy. I yeah. Just, I'm like, yeah, I have one. I'm going. Yay. I just now I want to know if there's a burrito truck. Uh, you know, I actually thought that too. Like, what are concessions going to be like that? Shop. Should we eat before we go? Do we have to? Cream. And and what are they going to do about people? You know, people always refer to WWE as New York, and people always refer to WCW as Atlanta or down south. You know, and then people referred to Lucha Underground as Boyle Heights. You know, but now it's not in. Boyle Heights. Yeah, they it's managed like five to get minutes it away. In a shittier area, which is amazing. Well, true. Yeah, I mean it's like on top of Skid Row now, isn't it? Yeah, We're taking your car, right, Byron? Yeah, Byron. Oh, uh, Byron, Byron, where are the map? Yeah, are, are we both going to the airport afterwards? Uh, no, you are going to the airport afterwards, but I'll be happy to drop your car back off at home. Be sure to be sure to say hi to Full Moon Studios while you're on Skid Row because that's where the fucking office legitimately is. It is they now. Got, there's, yeah. there's they, they're out there's of the Taft parking. building and they're down there. <laughs> they, there won't be a Lucha Underground lot anymore, which sucks. Um, there's no parking? There's oh. street parking and a paid parking lot nearby. Ooh, yeah, pay for parking. Paying pay for is parking. fine. I'm telling everyone that's going means to uh, security. But I will say I will say this also to our friends who tailgate at Lucha Underground events. Paid parking lots typically mean security cameras. So park your car mm -hmm. and take your business down the street, y'all. If you know what I'm saying. Don't don't get yourself waffle housed up in the fucking secure parking garage. Yeah, uh, let me let me also sense. tell people to carry a lot of change because you're gonna get asked for it quite a bit. I ain't giving out no kind of change. And what maybe is some it? crack? That's just from Byron. Just some crack. Just to hand out some crack. Mm -hmm. Some crack. And by that we mean crack cocaine, the drug, Byron, not your ass cheeks. Yeah, that's um, that's more Santa Monica. By that Denny's. <laughs> Where all the sellers ask for crack. All right, so here's the question. Here's my next question, and going and this is going back to the is Lucha Underground still cool? 
my original topic that we haven't discussed at all. Um, who were the big successes and the big fails in this monumentally long offseason? Like, who do you think is stepping up their game, ready to come back, going to be a, a good contribution no. to as someone as someone who has also been no. referred to as monumentally long let me answer that question for you justin right. i would say pentagon big winner phoenix big winner uh well, they're big winners because honestly if pentagon wasn't holding the belt i feel like there might have been issues even in him coming back i think there might have been some some middle fingers from the pentagon department um if he didn't have the belt so I'm glad he walked away with it in this particularly awful hiatus long. Kevin Cross, big winner or loser? Big winner. You know why do you why? say that? Because he's able to take his business elsewhere if they don't have anything for him, and we know where that place is now. Yeah, I mean, I saw him. I saw him standing around watching some some magic tricks the other day in a certain little warm spot down in a southern state named Florida. Um, yeah. He should have done a magic trick of his own and made that guy's life disappear. I don't wonder if he's coming to the temple at all, though. I mean, we just showing up for, for tryouts at WWE doesn't necessarily mean anything. And we all know that they've been talking to him off and on for years now. And he's um, been on WWE television before. So, you know, I mean, he'd be a great fit there, but would he not be better served to show up in WWE after a good run anywhere on American television. I'm like, he had a great run in AAA and maybe that's enough, but I feel like that's only enough to get him as a B player on NXT. And I think that clearly he's destined for a little more than that. So two, two things on that note, one ask Prince Puma, how valuable he thought it was uh, Two ask Jeff Cobb, how valuable he thinks it is now. And three, um, I want to see him wrestle Tommy ends. That's what I want to see. You want to see Aleister Black versus Kevin Cross? Yes. Yes. I want to see that. I don't care who puts it on. I will I will order the network if they do that. Yeah, but I also want to see Kevin Cross versus Pentagon. I do too. Yeah, I do. I really do. And I, I think that I would love to see Kevin Cross with the writing that, that DJ and Roach would do. You know, like I think they could do cool things with him. And But wherever he's going to go, he's going to do well. The guy's fucking great. He'll kick your head off. He'll suplex you on your head. He's influenced by Sid now, which is beautiful. You think he's just now influenced by Sid? Well, I've just been seeing more evidence of it. I mean, I think he should go full Sid, never mention Sid, never never truly pay homage to him. Just kind of not, not inherit or take over, but inhabit some of the Sid gimmick. Have you ever seen Tropic Thunder, Justin? You never yeah. go full Sid. You never go full Sid. I think that, that Kevin could pull like, it off. That, invo that involves like putting squirrels in your fucking pants. That trying to kill people with squeegees. Okay, so but I, I get I, Kevin Cross aside, and and I I agree with you, Meef, that Mel, our friend Thunder Rosa, uh, Cobra Moon, also has excelled in the offseason oh, hell yeah she to got the, the point where where yeah her her part on lucha underground is undeniably going to be larger because at this point you don't even bring her back unless you're going to do more with her and i think dj pretty much confirmed that last week with us um that's, that's i also am i'm very curious to see where luchasaurus is at because we know he's put in a ton of work with johnny mundo in the offseason we know he's worked on crazy flip bumps his work rate is up his knees are holding up he seems to be in. He seems to be poised to be the next 
interesting big man in Lucha Underground if if he can provide all the things that he should be able to provide that he's been doing on the indies. He's got to actually show up and do the work now. So I think there's a little more of a question with him simply because the work for a credible big man like that is harder than the work, say, Thunder Rosa would have to do. Don't get me wrong. Going up against cheerleader Melissa and, and Taya and those girls is not easy for any female wrestler, you know, let alone one that's been in, you know, the amount of time that Mel's been in. But I think she's up to that challenge. I think it's an easier challenge than the one that Lucasaurus faces because he's going to have to go in there and bang with, you know, El Macias and these guys that are are other credible monsters, huge, powerful guys. And he has to work to their work rates because they're the veterans, not him. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But I think that I put him in the win category too. But Casey, you mentioned Ricochet and Cobb. Mm-hmm. And Byron, you might have some opinions on this. Are those guys in the win category? Mm. No. You know what? Um, Cobb would have been if he stayed in the and But they decided to listen to shitty-ass Michael Elgin and fucking... Oh, God. Uh, first of all, fuck Big Mike. And um, second of all, if he was in New Japan, he would have done great. And see, me for Greece. Me for Greece, right? Tell him about Big Mike, Meef. He can go fuck himself. Meef has no comment. <laughs> the fucking chopstick. What? Say that again, Meef. You were breaking up. He can go fuck himself with a little chopstick. Oh, right up the pooper. Uh, no, in the face. Oh, man. This is like, okay. Cobb was at Raw backstage and made a very big point of showing it um i wouldn't try to use that as a negotiating tool when he's a character that's literally a spirit inhabiting someone's body that can jump fucking places which we have two of but we have two of a lot of things in lucha underground dj uh son of havoc son of madness you know let's get some ricky mundo in there too there's two of them yeah uh Look, when DJ writes stuff that he likes, he likes to write more of it. He likes number two, apparently. So Fikafiliac, Krista Joseph, is writing number two into a lot of things. Or he's just like Two-Face, where, you know, he's obsessed with the number two. But uh, but realistically, can't we just blame Son of Madness on Stolman? (sighs) I mean, I guess DJ is the head of the writing team, so he should have never let it pass. But I, I have to feel like it's Stolman's idea. Do you know how much I like the guy that plays Son of Madness? I know. I- Kevin's great. Yeah. Let's go, Kevin. Kevin sucks. Let's we're go. not we're not shitting on Kevin. We're shitting on Madness. <laughs> Byron, what do you think about the Cobb situation, the Ricochet situation? We don't hear a thing you're saying, Byron. Yes. Yes. Result. Should should I just should I just do Byron's answer as Stone Cold? Is yeah, that- I believe you should because Byron has had technical difficulties once again. It's gonna be racially insensitive. He's like, my haircut is worse than when I was in the Hollywood Blondes. No, nothing can be worse than that. <laughs> oh, unplugged. Oh, look, yes, Byron. You know when I was going to full sale, one All of right. the first things they taught us was if it's not plugged in, it probably doesn't work. 
No, the, the USB- second thing they taught us was if it's not turned on, it still probably doesn't work. Yeah. The USB uh, that I use for power for my Zoom. Listen to Justin. I guess came unplugged. I had it plugged in to start. Okay, so what is your opinion so, on the Rickadick and Jeff Cobb situation? Dude, yeah, I don't really know what's up with Ricochet. I mean, he showed up at the Atlanta tapings at NXT and had a bit of fanfare, and he won a match, and it looks like they're just going to go use him, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't really care anymore about any of that. But in, in a span of a week, we had uh, Cobb and Cross both – popping up on social media with contact and interaction with WWE. And that's interesting because they're both two drastically different examples of it. Where with Cross, he's a Lucha Underground guy, but he hasn't been used by them. And he also is, you know, he's been main eventing um, Triple Mania, and, and he's still relatively new. Cobb is relatively new, but Cobb is doing a lot of indie journeyman type stuff. And he he is big on Lucha Underground with the mask. So you look at what their two positions, like what are they doing? How's the plan out for them? Like Cross, I think is playing things smart because he, he's, he can do what he wants, but he can go to WWE and he's not really giving up anything that he has because he doesn't have a right. big role on Lucha Underground yet on TV. Whereas Cobb is like the most hyped person, undefeated person on the show. And he wears a mask and he has a well-defined character that people love and react to. Mm-hmm. And who lost to a roll he, up and he'll uh, give that up. That's he'll my roll give up. that up to go and work out in the performance center. This uh, is what I, happens when you lose to a roll up and then have sexy star go over in the finished match. Uh, just saying. You well, wanna- okay, so it's just I think I think with Cobb, he basically can have that big role on an American TV show, and he right now where we're at now, like I get complaining when we don't know what's going on, but right now we know it's going to be five weekends of work, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the year you get to raise your indie rates and you have the high profile and you could even take the Matanza gimmick on, on the indies. They're using that now. And when he works as Matanza, he's definitely not going to lose. You just can't. So it just, it makes all the sense in the world for him to work for five fucking weeks and then be a huge indie guy for a while, as opposed to starting over and going to NXT and, I don't know what the Jeff Cobb personality and character is. He does suplexes. You know what? Kevin, also, in a room Omega. full of luchadors, he's a fairly big guy. In a room full of WWE superstars, he is tiny. Is he taller than Bobby Roode? Um, no. No, he, he's, like, <laughs> no, he's, he's like not. New, um, yeah. Joe. People, yeah, Although Samoa be, Joe. Be Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe and and Brock Lesnar is a dream match, but when you look at them together, Samoa Joe is still a little guy next to him. You know, yeah. Samoa Joe is one of the best in the world. He makes it work. And Samoa Joe's about six inches taller than Cobb. Yeah, <laughs> like Cobb is like five feet tall, four feet and wide. Don't get me wrong, Cobb is a powerhouse, and I think some of those guys he will throw them around. Like I, yeah. I'd love to see Elias and versus Cobb. I think some of those matchups are great. I just don't yeah. know that I see a Randy Orton or a Jinder or a, a, a Brock or those guys. Like, sure, keep him on NXT. Let him wrestle Adam Cole, whatever. But, I mean. Yeah, that's was- the thing. Like, Braun Strowman is getting the push. that He's getting the Matanza push. So, Cobb's not going to get the Matanza push. 
But then, you know, Matanza doesn't play fucking bass and sing songs either. But at the same time, for a guy like Cobb, um, maybe it's easier for him to go someplace where he doesn't have to worry about bookings, where he's not calling promoters every weekend and he's making the same, if not a little bit more money. I mean, it almost maybe isn't even trade. You can be, you know, king of the heap in the indies and Lucha Underground, or you're more of a tadpole in the big sea of fish, but... He's yeah. going to make the same amount of money and maybe just for him as a person, it's just an easier route to go. You know, that makes sense. You know, and a lot of, I, I, and I put him in this category. There's, you know, like with MMA, there's fighters and there's athletes, you know, and, and with wrestling, I think there's the same thing. There's, there's lifers and then there's athletes. And I put Cobb more in the athlete department. He's not some crazy psycho lifer like Sammy Callahan, for instance, who, you know, will be king of the heap if he wants to be king of the heap, will blade if he wants to, fall off of something, swerves the same way, Dante's the same way. These guys are lifers. They're just, it's just in their blood. They're crazy. They're like Terry Funk. They're going to just go out there and perform. It doesn't matter if it's a gymnasium or a stadium. I don't put Cobb in that category. As much as he likes to perform and he's got some heart in what he's doing, I think it comes from his background as an athlete. And for an athlete, they like coach to tell them what to do. Put me in coach. What's the play? I'll run the game plan. I'll do the thing to, to be the real success on the Indies that it takes. You got to do like what Mel's doing. Start your own promotion, go wrestle for everyone else's promotion, you know, be totally into it. Try new gimmicks and new spots all the goddamn time. Like, you know, figure out how to work a room, be a heel one day, a face the next with technical Rudo, whatever you want to say. Like, I don't see Cobb being the on your toes guy like that who's going to go out there and work the scene i also didn't see ricochet being that guy either i i think ricochet can do it a little bit more but i think that ricochet is more a guy who's going to show up he's going to do the spots you tell him to do he's going to do them the way you tell him to do them he's not going to fucking sasha banks them all over the place he's going <laughs> to do what he's supposed to do and maybe he's a put me in coach kind of guy and so is cop so maybe wwe is the place for them because there's plenty of people to tell you what to do there yeah I just no, I don't see a, what's so interesting about Cobb as just I like him as I like him you know I think he has a great attitude as far as you know being in a locker room and being with fans and stuff when when we've interacted with him at Lucha but just as a fan when he walks into the ring as a wrestler as Cobb versus as Matanza I don't know what's interesting about him I don't know what you need so what's more exciting PWG Cobb or Lucha Underground Cobb Did you guys see did you guys see I think Lucha Underground because there's bigger there's stories and implications Did you, know? you guys see Lucha Underground Dark Match Cobb but when he was a heel yeah. and not a face Oh when, like right I, before I, I saw him when he was doing Matanza without the costume yeah yeah see like i think that's a good look it reminds me of dr death steve williams which is fucking awesome you know like i think he could get over like that uh yeah. i don't know man i i i like Cobb a lot because i like wrestlers that wrestle different and it's fucked up that being a wrestler is wrestling different these days but it is and uh like, like, okay, like when you would watch WWE and Regal would be wrestling and they'd be calling his style unorthodox and you're like, what the fuck? He's a scientific wrestler. That shouldn't be yeah. orthodox, you know? I mean, he has, he has those, the, he, he does these suplexes and these slams that no one else does, like his finish, the tour of the islands, and you know, where basically you do a power slam and then you reverse it to 
another power slam. And he does that with a few suplexes, which I think is cool. But he also does a lot of just uh, like deadlift stuff. Yeah. And that's cool, but everyone does that. And guys a third his size are doing deadlift gut wrenches. That you know? is Cesaro, it's Cesaro's thing. And Kenny Omega does it too. Kenny Omega is not a he's not known to be a body guy. But my point with Cesaro is that he's already in WWE doing it. Yeah. But and you could do it, you could do it in NXT. It. You could do NXT is a different world. Like you have um Nikki Cross doing that fisherman neckbreaker or whatever thing. And then Elias is doing it on, on Raw. Yeah, you think the you know Asians I mean? be working a little harder on that. We lost Justin, so I just want to uh, remind everyone as we end the show right now. Uh, no, no, we're not ending the show. Justin will be back. But so we're, it's just there's, there's a big debate over whether or not. Um, Let's talk MMA. I don't know. I think basically you have, you know, there's we, we talked about what uh who's uh would have who would fare better with the whole uh nxt versus which underground thing between cross and in Cobb, but also i think it's important to look at how they are conducting their business and how they handled it whereas cross like people know him saw him in the articles and he didn't make his presence known because uh it, it, he looked like he was handling it a lot more politically he wasn't denying that he was there but he wasn't trying to rub it in each underground's face whereas Cobb tweets a picture of mm -hmm. his badges and he's like well what do you think about this um i don't know like what do you guys think about how they're he's a how child that's what it looked like mm -hmm. and i mean that he was 100 percent the purpose of that shit. yeah yeah so, so, so me with Cobb, if he went to, is if he's out of the mask he works babyface, and I just don't find him interesting as Jeff Cobb. Yeah, as a character, no, like they can... I d I can't see them giving him anything. He just seems like a little. He seems like a stone dude who's just happy to be there. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, but Matt Riddle's so much better at that. Yeah, I know Matt Riddle has that on. Mind. I read in an interview, uh, whatever, Matt Riddle did something and they were talking about weed and he's like, yeah, like, I, you know, I smoke a lot of weed now. I don't even work out and I'm shredded. I'm not saying the weed has anything to do with that, but, you know, it's not hurting. Like, what a fucking douchey thing to say. I oh, love it. Dude, no, I mean, he's a wrestler because he got fired for weed. It, like, yeah. and he's awesome at wrestling. Did it, you see Sammy Guevara's t-shirt? No, no. He he wore he wore a strip club T-shirt to his NXT tryout. That's amazing! Wow, buying the merch. That's amazing. Uh, Justin's um, Wi-Fi died, and he's crawling back in. Oh, um, oh, well, so hey, Justin, what, Justin, Justin, what we're talking about right now is we were going off a little bit about Matt Riddle smoking tons of weed, but we were uh, looking at we were also saying cop. be cool and stay in the mix. No, 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 no. Just uh, Casey was trying to wrap it up. Cause he has to go. Um, he got a new, uh, Victoria's secret magazine in the mail and he Ooh. wanted, he says he had business to take care of. Um, uh, but he, but we're also talking about Cobb and cross, um, not so much their, their future, like what kind of business they can do in underground or NXT, but, um, their professionalism and how people found out about their interactions with NXT WWE the past week. Whereas cross well, is a lot more political. You know, he didn't make a thing about it until other people brought it up. 
Cobb was. Well, different. I think. Uh, well, I think there's also a difference in what they're trying to do. I think for for Cross, it's more of a sure. I'll come down to Orlando and see what's up for two or three days. I'll jump around in the ring a little bit. I'll run some ropes with some guys. You know, I'll have the experience, and then we'll talk business. And then we'll yeah. see if the business you want to do makes sense for the business I want to do. And I'm sure that, you know, that's the same way he approached Lucha Underground when he got in. It's like, oh, let me hear what you guys have to say. Oh, I really like what you guys have to say. I'll come work a couple dark matches. And then he did that. And he was like, oh, I really love this locker room. I love this place. Let's see if we can make something happen. Given they took two years off after that. <laughs> not not his fault. Um, but I think it's probably the same thing with WWE. And I think that gives you an approach where you're going to go in and not hate it because your expectations are reasonable. So if he does go to WWE, he's going to show up there. He's going to enjoy his time there. He's not going to place more into it probably than he should. Um, but at the same time, I think this, I, I hope that we do see him in Lucha underground. And, um, you know, I think that that's up to conversations that he needs to have with, whoever over at WWE he's talking to. And I think he needs to have those conversations with uh, EBW and DJ about what they're going to do for him in this season. And then, you know, maybe we see him next year in NXT because the other, the other hard thing at this point is for DJ and, and EBW is like, how big do you make a character? How big do you make their mm -hmm. story? How far do you try to put them over when they've had to relax what they're doing with contracts and, realistically everyone knows it's going to be these shorter taping cycles now like you're not going to get people to hold out and just be exclusive to you when you're not coming back for another year and when you do it's only five weeks so how do you give a guy like cross something that is juicy enough to get him in there for a year and really help him make a name and help put yourself over and at the same time maybe not do it in a way that saddles you with that storyline for another year where you're just going to have to write your way out of it. Like, look, DJ is going to be doing a whole lot of writing shit out. He's got to kill some people off. Um, there's clearly still some grumbles. Like, and what do you do with Sammy Callahan now? Like he's on, he's on impact as Sammy Callahan. And whereas with Mundo, I can see that character being in a couple of different places. I don't know mm -hmm. if I could see that with Sammy Callahan. Like, are they just going to kill him off now or what? I mean, he he was grumbling in the offseason and, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, then all of a sudden shows up on Impact. But it's also at the exact same time that EB Dub kind of makes that announcement on our show that they're loosening up these contracts. Um, and I just find it very interesting. Like, he was really over Lucha Underground, but he's really over everywhere he goes. He's over at Wrestle Circus. He's over on Impact. He's He can be over in Japan. Like, mm -hmm. What do you do with a Sammy Callahan now, who's clearly a little bit a part of your storyline, but, you know, capable of going anywhere else he wants? I think the Underground, I think the Underground kind of works with that. They barely touched on it, but they're underground fighting um, league, temple, whatever club in a world where those things exist. Like, um, like Matanza trained in homemade versions of the temple and was killing guys i think it could kind of work mundo mentioned it um but i i think the big strength is 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 that uh, indie wrestling has so many more options other than wwe now and the fact that lucha underground is going to make itself a stable thing that you could count on for what it is i think that will help 
wrestlers commit to the show. Like they may be able to say, I'll come back for three years. They'll make the most of the rest of the 11 months of the year and know that they're going to be a part of a really kick-ass TV show that's unique. And maybe, and it helps out like a guy like Cross who is still, believe it or not, relatively new to the scene and, 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 you know, in the ring with a variety of competitors, he's gained a lot of Lucha experience, but we all want to see him in Japan. We all want to see him have a lot more high profile American fights. Um, it suits him a lot more to go to Lucha Underground, which plays to his strengths where he's a very intelligent person conducting business and also like conducting his character. He does all these great promos and things on his own. Imagine that with DJ and Roach and, and the production value behind him. Hey, like that uh, would do more X-Pac by the way. What's up with X-Pac? Um, okay. So I just read this thing that he, uh, he was offered a Lucha Underground contract for this season. And uh, he said, okay, I have to check uh, with my WWE Legends contract first to make sure that it's okay. He checked, got the okay, let him know, and they stopped returning his calls. Lucha Underground did? Yep. <laughs> they changed their mind like, yeah, maybe Xbox Heat is not what we want. Dude, Xbox, Xbox would be awesome. And he's one of the best minds for wrestling. I never understood the whole X-Pac th heat thing. I anyway, there was like two weeks where he got no reaction. Two weeks. And they were bad, poorly booked. Like it had nothing to do with him. And then all of a sudden there's this phrase X-Pac heat, which I still use to this day. But I think it's just more ironic because he was never not exciting. He was never not over. There was like two weeks of quiet audiences. That's it. Honestly, there was more than that when he was in X Factor, but that was the Uncle Cracker theme song's fault, not his. Well, true, true. <laughs> and just incredible because he sucks. But uh, uh, I hope yeah. all the best for that guy. We'll, well, yeah, we'll bring that up. Former former <laughs> W champion, just incredible. Let's yeah, not I know, I know. Believe me, I saw <laughs> yeah, I saw several of those matches. Three hours each way to watch him as champion. Yeah, there was there was a couple in there where just like really, I came all the way here for this. Like Balls Mahoney hits somebody with a tray, and Just Incredible's a champion. This is not what I paid for. <laughs> New Jack didn't show up. Shane Douglas is walking around in a cast, just having matches where he just beats people in the stands. And Just Incredible is your champ. Rob how Van Dam is high in the back somewhere. How much? <laughs> What's that? Justin, doing? How much did you pay to see balls? <laughs> Stop it! Never going to answer that again. <laughs> um, well, it, it, but since we're off on 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 WWE wrestlers, I do want to ask you guys about two things. And Casey, I kind of want your opinion on this too, because you and I have not talked about this at all. Um, yeah. Ronda Rousey in WWE and um, Sasha's inability to uh, work with people and not injure them and ruin their entire careers like she did to Paige. It sounds like you just solved the problem with two different topics. <laughs> Feed Sasha to Ronda Rousey. Yes. There you go. Um, potato her as hard as you want because you, you can get shoot arm barred. Uh I uh, I don't see the value in Ronda Rousey as a full-time competitor yet. I know there's value there, and I definitely see on message boards I post on, everyone's talking about buying their Ronda Rousey shirts. Like That is a really fast-moving piece of merchandise. Thank Roddy Piper. But, um, I mean, there's not a day that I don't wake up and thank Roddy Piper for something in life. But 
Well, see, uh, that was my problem with buying the shirt because if mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a hot rod shirt, I want to buy a hot rod shirt and I would right. love to support yeah. Rhonda. But at the same time, I can't, I, I feel like I'm taking a giant poop on everything I love about wrestling. If I buy a Ronda Rousey shirt, that looks like a hot rod shirt. I can't yeah. do it. I'm, I'm already sure. Um, I, I mean, come on, Roddy Piper, one of the greatest of all time, one of the most influential wrestlers ever. Mm-hmm. I do, I do love that they're giving him props right now and they, they're doing it in a kind of cool way, but I mean, it's not the shirt for me, but I haven't given WWE money in a very long time. Uh, the only, the only thing I'm really spending wrestling money on right now is ddtuniverse.com. Uh, and uh oh yeah i bought this los and go for the shirt which you can get at the mall now how fucking crazy is that dude i have one of that Hot i might topic. wear it when i go to their show march 25th speaking of which byron you need to find out if we can wear mmm show shirts to lucha underground or not i know we asked ev a while ago but that was like two, yeah. two years ago and i don't know if that still applies oh so my thought about this is and i kind of only want to buy merch from wwe for MMA fighters like because this is what I feel like is missing from wrestling like I want fighters that are legitimately believable as badasses I don't want fighters that don't look like they could actually handle themselves or do something and there's certain ones that I believe and certain ones that I don't like Seth Rollins is more and more unbelievable as a badass every day yet somehow Finn Balor who's got the same body type and structure I still believe it from Finn maybe it's an age thing maybe he's just younger and more fired up but I don't believe it from Finn you don't, don't believe it from Finn either I I believe it from Seth Rollins because motherfucker ends careers ask Meef's boy so it's a knees Finn throws drop kicks true I don't know, but I mean, but again, so these guys are 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 on the bubble. Whereas, you know, I like a Braun Strowman to a certain extent. I even like Jinder yeah. Mahal a little bit because after he shoot messed up Fergal's face, you know, it was like, oh yeah, that dude's actually kind of tough and might actually hurt somebody. You know, give him a small run. Like I don't want to see him every damn day, but you know, I, I like the amount of push that Jinder got. I thought it was great, and I think they put him right back exactly where he needs to be right now. I thought the the entire use of Jinder Mahal was well done wwe at its finest vince finds a big guy that he likes he's got a good look give him a straight up heel gimmick put him out there let him tour the world let him pop his own country for a little while give him the rub and then shuffle him back down to the upper mid card and that's fine it's funny because him going over nakamura is what got me to cancel my network subscription and i never went back uh so I, I disagree a bit, but you know, but they always had these other bigger plans for Shinsuke. Shinsuke was yeah. was a later plan. He's uh he's where he should be now, which is he's, cool. Yeah, but I oh, like I it. Don't know if you guys saw the news uh, about the Nakamura biography that's coming out, it's actually two of his biographies from Japan put together as one. So it doesn't cover any of the WWE shit whatsoever. This is like New Japan Shinsuke and uh. This, uh, it's put out by Viz Media, the people who do, um, they do, you know, like anime and manga and stuff. And, uh, who works for them is friend of the show, Kevin Kleinrock from Mass Republic. Uh, so maybe they'll get more wrestling stuff in the future because they've got a guy in our corner for that shit. I love, I love what they're doing with Shinsuke and I love his career trajectory in general. It's like, 
he's put in those hard matches. He's done the stiff Japanese thing for a long time. He got out relatively unscathed. He can come to America now, work a little bit lighter. Hopefully they do the right thing and put the strap on him at some point in time and make him really one of the most successful international stars ever. And I'd love to see other guys like that. Who wouldn't love to see fucking the Rainmaker in WWE five or six years from now after he slows down a step or two, just doing a WWE gimmick? He'd be perfect. Can, you, can, I, give a hot take? can I give a hot take on uh, Okada that I, I don't get it? Like, he's a good wrestler, but like he's not like my... I wouldn't but buy that's also box. why exactly why he should end his career in WWE too. Yeah, he is only 30, right? Right, yeah, dude. Somewhere around there. He has a long time to go. <clears throat> Not with the way that you work in Japan. I give yeah, him five, dude. six more years, and then he should come to WWE, do a two-year run in WWE, and then be done and retire at 38 years old. He you does know? those matches once every couple of months, and he does mixed tag matches all in between. He's doing fine. I... uh they're protecting the shit I, out of him right now too. But. I, I've never been into him as a wrestler. Like he's a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. I just, well, except for the time he had the, di- you know what? I think I'm just mad that he doesn't have the dinosaurs in his entrance anymore because that one time was the dopest thing ever. And then he like stopped doing it. It's like, dude, don't fucking dick tease me with dinosaurs unless you're going to have dinosaurs all the fucking time. It would be like watching Jurassic world and have it just be like people walking around at Disneyland. What the fuck? Thanks, Okada. Um, all right. So a couple other quick questions I want to ask. Wait, with the Sasha thing, I, I'm still mad about. I, I feel like uh, I, I don't know what's happened to, to Sasha. NXT. I just send it to NXT. I just want to so I, I want her to go back to NXT. Like I, I found her more exciting there. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she was working better there. She was paying more attention. I think she's burnt out. Or let her or let her sit out for a couple months. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just just She's gotten sloppier. She's less entertaining. Her promos are lackluster. Even though she's saying the right thing, she's not saying them with the right fire behind them. And then every now and then she just loses her mind in a match and blows a spot to the point where somebody's going to really get hurt. And they did. Yeah, she ended someone's career. I think that mm-hmm. once that happens, you have to reevaluate a little bit, right? And I'm not saying to kick her out of the business altogether, but man, you know, like you have a couple bad games in the row in the major leagues, you you ride the pine for a couple of games. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you go back you know, down to the minors well, and then you, well. you work it out and you get called back up. Well, there's you can when have- she was in NXT <clears throat> coming up, the whole thing about her, the, the whole charm to her beyond her character as like Sasha's ratchet is that she was someone who she was an underdog who tried really hard. And eventually, like she got her break just before she got promoted to the big show. Like she was still working oh, her yeah. way up. And, not and now she's up. the mole. But, but now she's there. And now it's her, the, the aura behind her, it, around her is she's whining because she's not getting the right shots or being treated right. Well, if you, if you think about the old days, and I don't even mean the old days. If you think about Attitude Era even, what would have happened? She would have gone back to OVW off camera for like three or four months, worked out some yeah. of the bugs. Some, you know, Fit Finley type down there would have fucking yelled at her a whole bunch and got her in line and made her get her work tightened up, and then they would have sent her back up on the show, and they'd have worked her in slowly to see if it was there or not. Maybe done a house show or two with the big crew. Uh, You know, that's one of the problems with NXT. It's like, you can't just send her away someplace unknown completely anymore. Like, guess she could just go to Performance Center and not work on NXT TV. Maybe that's the way to go. But they have house shows. Yeah, and that's what what should happen. 
What's that you mean? Could have Ronda Rousey, you could have Ronda Rousey kill her. Like, just totally yes. destroy her in two minutes. Just fucking choke her out. Fake break her leg. Whatever. Sid. And then you have the story of... But look, um, she doesn't have any heat backstage. Back the other thing. She's not She's fucking... Also, in, well, I mean, though. she's in the story of building her back up. Well, no, and I, I think that's what they should do. The problem is also... She has friends backstage. Her, like, and merchandise. She doesn't have any heat. She's selling merch. She's doing everything else right. So she I'm becomes wrestling. a person that's harder to send back down the ladder. Yeah. She yeah, is a, she I mean, is if, a superstar. If reset with her. And if also reset with a hard reset. What does that do, do to that? What does that do to what, Byron? To the division, if you take her away, that's a huge hole as far as, a, like you said, a superstar. No, it levels the playing field for everyone else that they just called up. It levels the playing field for the fact that you have newbies like Ronda in there, along with, you know, Paige's faction and Ruby's yeah. faction and all these new factions that they pulled up that are the exact identical storylines on different brands. Yeah, um, we'll talk about exact same storylines. What about Mandy Rose finding a partnership with Gold Dust? Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, the, the the classics never fail, Byron. Oh, speaking of merch, fucking gold dust getting like ten million new pieces of merch on WWE.com. Just saying. Maybe they will get some Give of my total. money. They're I love Cody Dust, man. I, I love the fact that, you know, they misuse him and they do terrible things with him for like eight months at a time and then they'll just come up with something for him again. You know, like I, I like the stuff he did with, with the truth right at the beginning of, of their little run together for a while. And it was just like, and then it faded and it, they just became jobbers. And then here they go again. Let's brush off gold dust and make something happen. It's amazing. The guy, the guy's career will never freaking end. He's got a pot belly and a spandex onesie. Oh and no, he's, he's ripped, bro. Mm. He's He's ripped as fuck, but um, he's a great shape, Justin but he's Rose still been one of my favorite wrestlers since I was a little kid. So I'm always going to be excited to see him, dude. His fucking his fucking uh, feud with the stud stable, man. <laughs> also, um, I, I do want to tell uh, Byron that there's a new stud stable T-shirt that they've released with the Tony Schiavone podcast. Um, it's Fuller's Jump Rope Academy, and it's uh, it's. It's referring to his giant dick. Because uh, Fuller, huge. Right, Justin? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't know. Speaking of oh. huge, Black Panther opened this weekend to amazing boffo numbers. And I just wanted to say everybody should go see it and support uh, Black Panthers. Yeah, dude. How was it? Like, okay, so... My concern with Ant-Man, I loved Ant-Man, but it was the same story as Iron Man. Is this not like that? Um, this is not like that. Awesome. Um, this is, this <laughs> I haven't is seen Ant-Man, no spoilers. Very unique. And I think the, the fact that you got part of the origin story of T'Challa taking over in uh, the Avengers movie, or was that Winter Soldier? Yeah, it was Avengers. Um, I think that... It was uh, Captain America Civil War. It was Civil War. Okay. So anyway, regardless, is the, the the fact that you've gotten part of that story out of the way, um, and they do retell a bit of it here through slightly different eyes, and you got a little bit of the origin story, but they're kind of resetting this universe a little bit from the comic books, um, and it's just really, really well done. Michael B. Jordan's character super strong. Um, the way things turn out in the end, super strong. Like 
even though it's still a comic book superhero movie, you don't get hung up in the predictability of we're trying to thwart some supervillain who's hell bent on conquering the world. Mm-hmm. You don't have that James Bond supervillain feel to this movie and things shift from like, you know, dealing with situations differently. And the fact that you're, you know, being pulled into this immersive world that somehow is more like real world stuff that actually exists in Africa. Yet it seems so much more interesting and new and fresh because nobody puts that in films. Right. Right. Nobody puts the exciting, vibrant version of Africa in a movie anymore, unless it's Egypt. Because, of course, Egypt is interesting. But, like, you know, the modern world of Africa where people are wearing bright, vibrant colors and there's dancing and singing and all the the actually encompassed all of the fun things about Africa, which most people are probably like, what? There's fun things about Africa (laughs) besides hunting in, in Egypt? So yeah, anyway, the answer I just thought team, the African dream, of course. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I just thought it was really well done. I think awesome. it, it will be a good look for everybody on the planet of the fact that um, Africa can be cool. Yeah. Africans and, can be cool and, and they can be superheroes. A diverse fucking superhero that was diverse to begin with. So no one can fucking cry about. Right. Trying to change. It's not a black woman being Iron Man. It's an African prince who was always black being an African prince. I mean, look, here's the other thing about it. He's fucking Batman. Yeah, he is rich and entitled and given a bunch of cool toys to play with. That is the Black Panther character. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's not from a different planet, given he drinks some some super serum not unlike your Captain America's and other super soldier kind of characters. And he's got training to fight, um, which I thought was very funny too, because his fight style actually encompasses a lot of jujitsu and capoeira, which are uh, not African at all. There's very, (laughs) there's very African styles of fighting out there. And I feel like the stunt team could have gotten some of those and movies like the raid um, encompass some of those fighting styles. Uh, there's a lot of elbows thrown, a lot of uh, sweeping knee kicks and things like that in African style fighting because it's a it's a tribal ritualistic style of fighting um, where uh, you would start on your feet. And a lot of times in those tribes, just the the takedown or knocking somebody down was considered a victory. So um, those fighting styles evolved from that. And, and they're these cool kind of stand up um, kind of Muay Thai, but a little more fluid style is the real African style of fighting, Honestly, not, though, not jujitsu. <laughs> do you think that maybe in infinity War we might see that because we got the Russo brothers directing and you saw the more use of realistic fighting styles and uh, winter soldier. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. Um, though I would have imagined that Ryan Coogler would have done his homework. Yeah. Also. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's better than iron fist all around. So it's like, wow. So much better. Yeah. <laughs> So much better. But hey, look, there's legit black superheroes now. You got your Luke Cage. You got oh, yeah. your Black Panther. Um, I, I would say I would say you've got Black Lightning, but I still can't get behind that show. I don't know what they're doing. You, you got to go with Cyborg with DC. Cyborg. That's, Cyborg. That's, that's all right now, unfortunately. And uh, I found the it, answer to my question. What's that? What I was found your the question? answer to my question. It's a, he's a leopard. 
Is he a leopard? His real name was originally going to be the Black Leopard, not the Black Panther. So, well, actually, panthers can be leopards and jaguars, and I was just disappointed that Flamita didn't make a cameo in Black Panther. Oh, not being back by. So so basically, basically, I'm gone. You guys just break kayfabe like all over the fucking place. And uh, Case Fab is dead, apparently. No, that was an inside reference. I did not yeah. say specifically about his his Lucha Underground character persona that got used once and never brought back. I didn't say that. Maybe maybe he'll be back now. I don't know. Do you think there's a chance? Well, who do you guys think might I show up so. this year? I think Ray Scorpion shows up because DJ knows who he is and he's awesome and DJ should bring him in because he's awesome and he knows who he is, so he knows he's awesome. Right? Psycho like, Clown. Psycho Clown would be cool. I think Psycho I might like, get the, the, the Wagner treatment and maybe he maybe we get him for one or two, especially since uh, Vampiro's around. I think Vampiro and Psycho have a good thing going down in AAA and I'm sure Vamp will probably push that issue. Because don't forget... Vamp is also the head of talent relations for Lucha Underground, not yeah. just play. So we're going to see the main event show up more often. I, I isn't. I don't know. I thought I saw Wagner was coming back. Like I thought he made some Lucha Underground post recently. He, he has said that he's coming back, but uh, I do want to say Ray Scorpion is the guy, the guy you bring in because he looks like a normal dude. So you can have him play anybody. Right. And, uh, and he's got solid work and he does cool hardcore shit and his brawls are awesome. And I just want to see him fucking fight, fucking not Macias, but fight Mil Muertes. Yeah, it'll be dope. Casey, it's- are you going to cry when Evilise is the one that takes the strap from Pentagon? No, because you know what, Evilise can work, and uh, she deserves accolades. It's fine. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So she can run. The, <laughs> she can. She can run the ropes. So it's okay. It's yeah. no evil. Evil is great, and everything Casey said was true. But it's just hearing the tone, everything he was saying as a compliment to evil was an insult to sexy star. Well, 100%. But we've seen <laughs> we've seen evil wrestle Mil Muertes in a believable good match that had a false finish that everyone liked. Hi, Billy. True, I see you, but not as not as good as Taya's match with Cage. Which is still one of my yeah, favorite like uh, male versus yeah. female matches of all time of any kind in any promotion. What yeah. if there's a match Taya versus Mundo? Let's, uh, let's not try to plant seeds of dissension within Worldwide Underground. They've yeah, already would, got like. Would we be able to air that on TV? And I think they have that match behind closed doors uh, <laughs> regularly enough that we don't need to see that on TV. <laughs> the, the things that the things that the little doggy has seen. Um, but okay, um, the dog could be in the. Room. I go. I don't know. Um, but I do want to say that. Uh, if if you were to do say maybe some dissension within Worldwide Underground, it would be because someone keeps hurting themselves skydiving and pro- it might not be on the season. I don't know. Well, don't know well, be- and maybe maybe his buddy is still looking for his visa underneath the glove box of his car or something too. So there might be two of those guys that are <laughs> MIA. Who knows? 
I'm going to guess it's under the empty Red Bull cans. No, but seriously, in all seriousness, do we know if Jack is able to get into the country for Lucha Underground tapings? I don't know. I haven't been following. You could put him in a trunk of your car. Does anybody in the chat room know if Jack is able to get into the country right now? Do you think Jack Evans is going to get stopped at the border? Motherfucker's white as fuck. Just bring him over. Look, I'm sure he knows a few tunnels here and there (laughs) that he could probably access. I mean, they are the worldwide underground. For yeah, exactly. They have like a network of caves. Yeah. You go through. <laughs> so does Byron's mom. Um, <laughs> what does that even mean? That's where what would that mean? What is that insinuating? What do you mean? What is that insinuating? I just underground think, caves. I just think that your mom knows a lot about what to do with a hole. Um, yeah. Byron so- did use. Um, huge hole in Sasha Banks in the same ses- sentence, and I let it slide. And I'm a good person. <laughs> mm, that's that's str- strongly debatable. I don't know why that would be debatable. Um, uh, so, nice, so okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. I can't believe that this week I finally get to go back to Lucha Underground. I really wish Casey was coming with us. I really wish Meef was coming with us, but Meef lives, you know, seventeen thousand miles away in a foreign country and doesn't have uh, his passport dialed in yeah. kind of jack evans and uh casey has a whole lot on his plate dude casey you got to come to one taping this year though right you're going to try to get to at least a saturday or something no if they want me to come they can give me vip tickets all right oh, we'll see if we can make that happen uh, but like vip vip like to where i'm above even the vips okay like i get to sit next to right you want, you want full bow down status i get it so guest commentator i want to sit on the cobra moon throne and get my picture taken. That's what I, I think. think we could make this happen. That. I think we could make this happen. I mean, I also want to say that the preview image for this show right now is the Urkel puppet. Ah, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, real quickly, UFC, uh, Yancy Madero's D- Donald Cerrone is a fight that's happening. It's not a fight that anyone cares about, and yet it's a fight that everyone should watch. And then dude, you also got... Uh, I care about anything Cerrone's in. Motherfucker's insane. It's great. It's on a Sunday because we got the holiday. This is a new thing that wow. UFC's been doing is they've been putting fights on Sundays when you have the Monday off. Um right. Which I find interesting, which is also pretty cool when there's no football on. I think that works a couple times. I think they've done it up against Sunday night football, which I think was a mistake. But I also anyway. never get the Monday off, so it fucking sucks for me. But you you've know. also got the Black Beast, Derek Lewis versus Marcin Tabura, which is really just like two big ass grown men that are going. One of them is going down. I would imagine that Derek Lewis is going to win. You got Tiago Alves fighting. You got Sage Northcut fighting for God only knows why. You got Michael Vick, the the executioner versus uh, Trinaldo happening. There's some fun fights. Like it's not like a super card or anything, but uh, you know I'll take Cowboy and probably what'll be one of his last wins <laughs> ever. Um, as much as I love him, I think he is starting to get a little long in the tooth. And I'll take Derek Lewis and I'll take Michael Vick too. Uh, and I'll even take Sage Northcut. I still will never, ever for, forgive what he did to those dogs so the executioner can eat shit. No, not I, I, not. I meant James Vick. Did I say Michael Vick again? Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> uh, but executioner until he starts using executioner by Gore is the theme song. <laughs> right? like, it's right that there. would be amazing if he did that. That would be phenomenal. Yes. That would make a UFC fan out of Byron. I like Byron UFC. doesn't know who Gore is. Yeah, yeah. or the band. The Green Day, dude. They have the the giant like 
dragon or whatever serpent thing that eats people on stage. It's called the world maggot. Byron. The world maggot yeah. Um, so would they have the world maggot? Um, yeah. Well, I, but I know what it is. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That would be like, I know what a car is, but I call it a fucking sofa. Like what the fuck? Me Flo, oh, what are you lo- most looking for about season four of Lucha Underground? And you can't say anything involving King Cuerno. King Cuerno's crotch really. in tights. I want I, to. I'm looking forward to Pentagon. Pentagon? Okay. Pentagon. Okay. Yeah. That's an Pentagon. Exact, except Pentagon's why? my first love. You gotta remember that. But why? Pentagon's my like first love. So. Good. See now, now we yeah. can officially say that there are some English that have common sense. Oh, dude, you know what? Let's and you guys about, have Meghan Markle, so fuck you. Uh, we dude, want her back. They, they have the good Kendo Nagasaki, too, so it's okay. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, dude. It, no, Kendo Nagasaki's the shit. Like, he has magic. Yeah, he, he, he was like a guy who ran a fish and, ch- fish and chip shop around the corner. That was the best part. Mm. He was just like a normal dude when they masked him. It was hilarious. And he's got a tattoo of like an eyeball on his head, like within a pentagram or some shit. Or maybe it's a Star of David. I don't remember. All right, Lucha Gringo. First of all, welcome back. Thank you for coming back and uh, joining us. And thank you for quitting again. <laughs> and what are you most looking forward to in season four? Clearly, it's more Matt Striker. I'm looking forward to not waiting in the lines to get in and not using those fucking disgusting porta potties and not eating from the taco truck and having to take a massive dump in those disgusting porta potties and making them disgusting. And I, I'm going to miss the Spider Man ice creams and the Batman ice creams and the watching the wrestling, but the ice creams mostly with the gumball eyes, like, because those were awesome. Uh, and going to Little Tokyo, like, right before Lucha shows. That was pretty dope because they're right next to each other. Um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to um, Son of Havoc being champion by the end of the season. <laughs> Look, honestly, if if Matt got the belt, I would be fine with that. You know what? I hope it happens on the shows that you guys are at. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to all of them. Um, well, I'm going to the first week. Byron, what are you most looking forward to, you son of a bitch? Uh, I'm looking forward to the wrestling. I'm looking forward to the fun of going to the shows and seeing everyone and being there live. Um, I've been to a few other uh, types of shows since going to Lucha Underground consistently. And Lucha Underground shows are the most fun to me. They're my favorite ones. So I'm looking forward to going to TNA. Byron's going to TNA shows and Arrow Lucha shows because he's down with the owners for some reason. I'm not sure. I don't think they know about his background. I'll tell you what I'm, I'm not going to go to shows run by Nazis. I am. I oh geez, here we go. <laughs> no, I am. I am most looking forward to um, air conditioning. Um, that that's a nice thing. I, I think a, a nice ice temple might be a welcome change from some of the experiences we've had in the past. And oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Hopefully that will yeah. limit the smells of certain individuals in the crowd as well. Yeah, you guys um, want me to name names? I'm also looking forward to not fighting with certain people in line because there was a couple of people that if they ever cut me again, we're going to get cut. Um, I'm, that is no bullshit. There's a few people that were Lucha Underground regulars that I was going to seriously fuck up if they ever stepped in front of me again in their lives. Um, but that's neither here nor there. It looks like I don't have to do that, which is nice. I'm a pacifist for, for the yeah. most part, except for when I'm beating somebody up. Um, 
I'm all, I'm also I'm really looking forward to, and I hope there's enough time. I hope there's not a lot of waiting around, but I hope there's enough waiting around that we get to see the uh, the EV dub as an eight year old thing that he does sometimes, where he comes out before an episode and he's just kind of talking to some people who are out there, yeah. and you see him look like a kid that just ate the best piece of ice cream he's ever had. Oh, and, dude! Can I tell you guys I had the best ice cream I've ever had yesterday? And so you look like that right now. So uh, uh, I'm excited yeah. to see EV Dub like you before the show when he's just so eager and he's like, you guys. And Roach and DJ do it every now and then too, but usually they're backstage doing some last minute write-ups. But I mean, like when we saw him before Hell of War, yeah. And he came outside and he was just like, you guys, and the, this thing, and it's going to happen. And I can't tell you anything about it, but it's good. And like, he was so excited and it was ridiculous and amazing. And, you know, this was no or special like thing for just before, us either. This was something he did to like 70 or 80 people who were outside. He like, could not control himself. Before Ultima Lucha Dose, when he came, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Aztec Warfare Dose, when he came over to me and he said, oh, no, it was three. Aztec Warfare 3. And he said, Casey, I'm sorry. I love you. He's like, just go, just go home now. Just, you can just go home now. I don't want your face. I don't want your angry face on camera. And then that's when you turned around them. and looked at him and said, I, know, I knew it was you, Fredo. <laughs> it was fun watching them, like seeing them walk around in the background at Ultima Lucha Tress on the third day of tapings, all wearing their Pentagon dark shirts. Oh, God. Yeah, like, <laughs> I wonder. Hmm, that's weird. I wonder where this is headed, finally. Uh, well, we'll see too. I mean, let's let's hope that Pentagon has at least a little bit of a run because I know one of those three Japanese girls is still available to come back and kick his ass some more. Yeah, but she's kind of like she keeps saying she wants to retire and then she keeps changing her mind. So I don't know. Mayu? Yeah, Mayu. But Mayu doesn't want to retire because she can be the star of stardom if she doesn't, you know? Like she can be the top person there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Krista Joseph's tweet? He says, just caught a little bit of the show and Lucha Gringo is right. I do love number two, especially, <laughs> especially, especially the last two times he was on the podcast. <clears throat> no showed. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think, I think he was on one. I think it's actually he no showed he he didn't do the show because I wasn't there and then he did Every, one with me and then he did one without me so it's actually two out of three. Two out he of no three. showed every show you've ever done. Pretty much, pretty much because I mean this is my house, right? So right, I'm the big dog in this yard. Oh, you you have the loudest bark, yeah, that's for sure. I saw an old tweet where he said Sting was better than The Undertaker. He's lucky he gets to come on the show at all. Oh you know who's God. better than Undertaker? Roman Reigns. You know what, Byron? the yard now. Not for long, man. Because I'm going to walk with Elias, and, and he's going to take over the yard. I'm, I'm championing Elias as my new savior of WWE. Elias I'm, is uh, awesome. I, I'm still, you know what? They may have put the wig on Goldberg a little bit with that fucking base, but I'm still behind Braun Strowman, even though I'm not watching. Uh, <laughs> Guys, what do you think about Goldberg winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania? I, you think I that's going to do anything? Have, have I said on the show that I hate Goldberg and he's like one of my least favorite wrestlers of all time? Have I ever I said that? Know. That's no. anti-Semitic. You can't say that. No, fuck that, system. Justin. I love Raven, so you can't even okay. say that. Okay, true, true. 
And, All right. Uh, uh, um, Randy Savage. Macho what about madness? Uh, he's kind of Jewish. Oh yeah. Like he's like his mom was Jewish, so technically he's Jewish. You know. Yeah. yeah was was he cut? I mean, did you examine him to find out how Jewish he was or wasn't? Yeah. Give me a shovel right now. <laughs> oh, gross! Oh, you necrophiliactic bastard! Um, anyway, my old character. look, read more horror that comics, Casey. Just go read more horror comics. I will because I have to read one before tomorrow's episode, which will go up next Friday. Because we don't do this live because we're not insane. Oh, you don't drop it live like this show where just uh, God only knows what the fuck's going to happen. And then people complain about it afterwards that it wasn't more planned out. It's live, people. I have no clue. I don't even have notes for this shit. Like, I just we just do this thing. Um, we have some guests coming up in some future episodes. It's just that my schedule sucks. I can't even get my regular co-host on the show normally. So please don't think I'm not working on it. There's a lot of people who have said that they would be on the show, but they've also said like, yeah, I'd love to do it Wednesday at noon. And I'm like, ah, well, I have a shoot job, motherfucker. And I make three times as much yeah, money as you. Um, thanks. So, yeah, he makes thanks, three times as much the, money as you. Thanks for the interview, Cortez Castro. Um, oh, you're going to call him out like that? Damn. I just named the name. It might not be true. <laughs> no, it's no, it's totally true. I'll tell the story. Yeah. I'm not afraid to tell it. I, I still got love for Ricky, but yeah, we were like 20 minutes from going on with Ricky and he hit us up that he couldn't join us that night because I, I think something was going on with this kid or something. Yeah, um, which is cool, but we never got him back, unfortunately. No, and that's my him. schedule that we never got him back because of because then right after that I started working that other job and I was out of town all the time. I, I mean, really this is the first time I this is the first time I've done this show from from the house with the background and everything for yeah. a long time if you guys haven't noticed i've been doing the show the base curtains from base all curtains. yeah you like my brown curtains. i i haven't noticed because if i'm not on the show fucking it might as well not happen i i don't oh, stop you had to have listened to the ev dub episode everybody listened to the ev dub episode what which one was that when was that was that like, the one that I did? Like three months but two episodes ago <laughs> was that the one that i sent in the halloween little pre pre-show no thing? no that was There's the no way to know I don't know. Anyway, look, yeah. um, Byron and I, you can find us at the temple on Friday, yeah. on Saturday, on Sunday. Hopefully we have a little bit of a surprise for everyone at the temple other than just our glowing faces. Um, me flow. If you can find <laughs> on the, inter, on the interwebs Casey, you can find on at read more horror comics because it's a uh, dope actually, podcast. RMA, RMHC RMHC. podcast. Or at RMHC podcast. And honestly, guys, matter. I know Jack about horror comics, and it's still a fun show to listen to. Casey is actually more entertaining and funnier on that show because he actually likes those people that he's doing that show with. So you guys should definitely check it out. And oh yeah, yeah. My other my other co-hosts are cool dudes. Um, they're not wrestling fans though. So whenever I drop a ravishing Rick Rude reference, I just pop for myself. And uh I'm three for three or four for four consecutive episodes with rick rude references uh we talk a lot about the wwf battle mania comics with sid like that's in there because well, steve did go do that shit that he didn't know that <laughs> and um we'll drop more facts like that because one of the horror comics we read steve ditko did the art so of course i'm going to talk about wwf battle mania sid versus fucking jake the snake over an old lady's pair of glasses getting broken See, and this is why you're thoroughly entertaining to listen to, Casey. So everybody, definitely check out uh, the RMH podcast um, and definitely check me and Byron out at the Temple. Yeah. 
this Friday. Um, we may actually try to drop another episode on Thursday evening, if possible. I got a potential guest for that day. Hopefully it works out. Don't quote me on that because I'll I be on a plane. Byron won't be on that episode. That episode might just be me and a guest. Maybe yeah. me and me flow. I'm Wait, at who's your guest? Thursdays are my school night. So Hold on. Hold on. Are you getting Chavo for the episode? I'm on a plane. Ooh, and you knew that I was on a plane, and that's the only way he I'm would go. I'm just going to say this. If Chavo was ever going to do this podcast, he would probably prefer to do it with somebody that he hadn't banned on Twitter. You know, it would be great because I would love to talk about Chavo Guerrero Sr.'s feud with Rowdy Roddy Piper on a podcast. So it would be great to have him on because I'm not going to go on anyone else's podcast and do it. But the real moral of the story is, Byron, it's yeah. not Chavo. I can actually confirm it is absolutely not Chavo. Chavo is too busy with the show. Most of the producers are too busy with the show. Um, so it probably will not be one of them unless they have some time last minute. It will probably be a performer that you will be seeing in season four of Lucha Underground. NWO Sting. Yes. So it's not yeah. I'll cut class, bro. If it's NWO Sting, I won't go to school Thursday. Let me know. Jeff it's Farmer. baby cyborg it? Santos. If you really want me to tell you, it's little baby cyborg Santos. Oh, Byron is so hot for cyborg Santos. Um, but the get the on. Who should I get? The Abudadine. Abudadine. Oh, yeah, um, all right, get out of here. I gotta I go. Like I gotta go wash some clothes for the ice temple. Byron, find out if we can wear MMM show shirts. Miflo, okay. get yourself a ticket to That's America one of these days. It's a really lovely country. You should come visit us. No, it's not. It really isn't, dude. Especially where they're holding these tapings. Holy shit. Book passage on a boat. Since you don't like to fly. Containers. Yeah. I'm, 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 from, I'm from a rough part of the UK, originally. Miflo, if it's original. Like originally. Notice how he said originally. Because now you live on like a quaint little farm, don't you? Like... <laughs> I, I live on a quaint, like uh, seaside town. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You just got his fish and chips. Stay in the mix from Billy Fever. All right. <laughs> the cat said it. That's it. And that's not the right way to say it. So I, we still can't sign off. Me, if you want to give it a shot, since everybody likes to fuck up my outros these days. No, I can't. I can't remember because usually it's five o'clock in the morning. So. Casey, Have you guys ever put chocolate? Have you guys ever put chocolate and powdered sugar on Chex Mix? It's delicious. That's uh, not the ending of the show. You know what? I'll put chocolate, on your, I'll you put chocolate on your Chex Mix, young lady. Does anybody know how this show yes. is supposed to end? Yes. Read the fear. Oh, there we go. Be cool and stay in the mix. No. no. God damn it. Stay calm and stay in the mix. <laughs> <laughs>